Hey guys, you're listening to Sound Scrub, a place where I get to dissect the writing, production, and recording process of a song with the artist and producer. I am your host, Lisa Denae. Hi, I'm Chloe Wilder. I'm 14 years old, and I'm a singer and a songwriter. Awesome. And today's episode of Sound Scrub, we are going to talk about Crying When I Shouldn't by Chloe Wilder. Let's kick this off. What is this song about and what inspired you to write it? Um, it's really about just being frustrated with your own emotions, which is kind of a, a standpoint that I hadn't written from yet. I've always written about emotions and internalizing everything rather than like relationships and everything like that, because emotions are what I'm most experienced in. And so yeah. this time I was actually kind of like not embracing my emotions as well as I usually do. And so I kind of went in writing about that, like the whole, I was just feeling a lot of things for a person that I didn't think deserved my feelings. So mm-hmm. it was kind of like that frustrating feeling that in between, um, that I just wasn't really vibing with too much. And I guess I just kind of like, I, I went in the session with Eric Skolin, the producer, and mm-hmm. we just kind of like sat down and I just felt like super comfortable with him. And I just kind of like spilled everything out. And that's what it compressed itself into. Did you guys end up writing the lyrics first or was he kind of like playing? He had, he had laid down the chords, but okay. And that was all we had written to really. And then he kind of went in with like the strings and the bells and all that fun theatrical stuff. Yeah, he did a really great job on the production. The bells, I really, really loved. The violins, I loved. Yeah, it was, um, he did all of that too. It's crazy. Yeah, I really, really loved it. Um, did you kind of know the direction of the production that you wanted when you were trying to come up with the lyrical concept? Not really. I kind of expected it to be more of just like piano ballady because yeah. that's the direction I go in a lot of the time nowadays. Um, um, but when we sat down, he was like, I think I'll make this more of a Lana Del Rey-esque sort of record. And I was like, okay, but I was still kind of expecting piano. But then he really went in with like the strings and we went very like early Lana Del Rey, which was mm-hmm. super cool. I hadn't really done that before. But yeah, I'm like really, I'm really happy with how the record turned out. I think well, I'm really happy with how it turned out as well. And I literally just found out your age right this second. So oh, I'm very really? impressed. Yeah, I had no idea that you were 14 so I'm really impressed your vocals are beautiful um I don't know if you have what do you have to get into a different mindset when it comes to recording vocals oh yeah if I were like to just go in and sing it would sound nothing like how I have to really I have to really think about how I want to sound because as like a human you can do so much with your voice and I didn't really yeah until I started getting into studios more often. And they were like, well, how do you want to sing this? And I was just going to be like, well, I, I just sing it the only way I know how. But like for right. this, it definitely went more like, so there's like, what I say is you can get a very like up close vocal or you can get a very big and spacious vocal. And we kind of mm-hmm. went big and spacious kind of vocal for this one. And so it was, I feel like it's very wide and, you know, pretty and kind of surrounds you when you listen to it. Um, so yeah, I kind of just had to think about what would go best with the production. Cause I laid down the vocals 
for real when the production was almost done. So I kind of knew what direction that was going in. And I just had to make sure that it was like on par with that. Yeah. And I think it even, I mean, the direction that you took with the vocals even goes really well with the lyrical content. So you, yeah, I'm like super impressed, especially knowing your age now. So really good job. Do you, when you record vocals, do you do anything like cool, like set up, make maybe candles or something specifically, maybe for this song? Uh, Specifically for this song, I was in a pretty dim lit. Yeah. I really like to turn the lights off. Yeah. If I'm in like a bright room, then that's something I'll do a lot. I've like gotten some of my best vocals and just like straight pitch black because I get distracted very easily too. So if there's like, uh, if I'm in a studio that's like too bright for me, then yeah, I just turn all the lights off and whoever's in there with me will have to just suffer in the dark. With yeah. Me. But um, yeah, so, but for this one in the studio, we recorded it at Eric's house and his house is super like vibey and like dim. Mm-hmm. I don't know. So I didn't really have to do too much for this. I wish I had like some cool story. That would be so great. But um, no, I really, but most of the time I do like to turn the lights off. If possible. Yeah. So did, so the, did the lyrics come like pretty naturally? Yeah. You guys? And that's why I was kind of worried that they wouldn't really make sense. But like when I sang them, they all sang, this is one of those songs that I kind of paid a little bit more attention to how they sang because all of the mm-hmm. words sang so beautifully that I was like, well, I can't change them. So listening back to it sometimes I'm like wow some of this doesn't really make as much sense but apparently it is it is making sense to people and that's really all that matters but um yeah I really just like they came so naturally I kind of just sang what like felt pretty and then like made little things that didn't make sense make as much sense as I could with them still sounding pretty um but yeah the whole song is very like sonically important I think because like yeah like I said like every word just sang so well that I didn't want to change anything that came off my tongue like as soon as I got on the mic did anything change after you laid down the vocals as far as like the production side of it goes I don't think so we um well there's one thing it was slower when we first wrote it and then we made it It was more, yeah, the chords were definitely more like spaced out. Everything was just a little bit slower and then we sped it up a little bit. Oh, Oh, no, you're fine. I might be doing it wrong too.
I want to know what your favorite lyric line is. Oh, oh, probably the whole like, I just want to paint your name onto the, I thought that was so interesting Mm -hmm. when I said that. I was like so proud of myself. Uh, yeah, I think I just want to paint your name on it or the whole I've been waiting for on a phone call so I can ignore it. I think that's really cool, too. The verses are honestly my favorite lines of the songs. Um, and I like the progression of I've been listening to your favorite songs. Then it goes into I've been skipping past your favorite songs. I like mm-hmm. how progressive the whole thing is. But yeah, it would probably be the painting your name line. I think that's super cool. And we did it in the music video. Well, we painted my name in the music video. So that was really cool, too. Oh, um, yeah. But yeah, I like how visual the that first verse is. I think it's really cool. And your favorite production element of the song? Probably the strings. I really mm-hmm. like the strings. Like yeah, the those are really beautiful. I think they're so pretty. Um, and I love that little bridge that's like the da-da-da-da. I think that all of those little like plucky strings, I think that those are all really pretty. And obviously, everybody's commented on the bells. And I love the bells. But um, the strings are probably my favorite part. I just, I love those. That was one of the elements he added in, like when we first sat down. It, what we wrote to was basically chords and like little bits of strings. But what okay. he did strings towards the end was so cool, so cool. Yeah, those uh, the bells and the violin that were like my favorite um, yeah, production told- elements. Yeah, those bells, like when they echo you, is just uh, it's just amazing. And it's something that you don't like hear in a lot of songs. Yeah. So I think that's also probably why you said like a lot of people are really complimenting those because yeah, they didn't, they're just not used really. Yeah, they're not, they're really not, but I love them. And I'm definitely going to keep using those as much as possible without overdoing it because they sound so, especially like you said, when they mimic the vocal, they're so cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, awesome. Um, any other interesting facts about this song and the process? Um, I, this was the longest I've ever worked on a song. Oh, really? Yeah. This was the longest I've ever worked on one. Probably like I spent three days in the studio on it, I believe. Yeah. Three days in the studio, like two and a, two and a half more like that. But, um, that's the longest I've ever worked on one before. Uh, the writings went super fast, but we worked a lot on the vocals and he kind of like joined in on the production a little bit with him and kind of like we kind of bounced ideas off of each other. So it was the longest mm-hmm. we ever worked on one. And um, we had John Greenham and Rob Kanelski. They mixed and mastered the song. Mm-hmm. And they're, um, and that was really cool. I really like them. <laughs> that was just like <laughs> one of those things, like they're such important members of the industry when they like hopped on. I was like, wow, yeah. crazy. But um, yeah, so I guess that like, and I think it's really cool that it was only like four people that like worked on this all together. And um, yeah, I think that it was it just like that one core group that was really, I think that's really cool that it was like so simple. But yeah, this was the longest I've worked on one. I, I always tell people because I think that like you can hear that in it too. Yeah, yeah, taking taking your time on it and all of that. Well, it's good that too, like hopefully, are, do you guys plan to like work on more songs together? Oh, definitely, yeah, definitely. Yeah. We worked on a yeah. little bit more, um, but I definitely want to pop back in the studio with him because he's just like, I don't know, there's just something about the way that he like, that he produces. I don't know. It's just, it's something different. It's so like natural and just comfortable. But yeah, I definitely want to get back in the studio with Eric. Yeah. And once you find like your team that really like understands your voice 
mm-hmm. and which it seems like he does. And then even your sound overall, um, it's your connection just starts to build and build and build as you guys continue to work together. So hopefully, yeah, hopefully you guys can keep collabing together and make yes. new songs. Definitely. Yeah. You guys did a really, really great job. Thank um, you. Can you tell our lovely listeners where they can follow you on social media and also download and stream Crying When I Shouldn't? I am Chloe Wilder on all social media platforms. That is C-L-O-E, no H. People get that confused a lot. Um, (laughs) And you can stream Crying When I Shouldn't on Apple Music, Amazon Music, Spotify. I don't know everywhere you can get it, but I'm pretty sure you can get it a lot of places. Oh, and on YouTube and Instagram. Yes, you have a video. It's everywhere. She's everywhere. Yes. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for coming on my show. I had so much fun uh, learning more about you and learning about this song too. Yes, this was so fun. Thank you. download and stream the full song and learn more about the artist, please visit the description of this episode. Make sure to follow me, your host, Lisa Denae, on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter at Lisa Denae Music. Thank you for listening.